Hey, hey, welcome back to Parents Have Special Needs 2. This is episode 74, and I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Hey, everybody. It's the end of Monday. I'm a little late getting this podcast out to you, but we are busy over here. We're getting ready to start up another round of uh, therapy for my kiddos. It's therapy that I do from home. Um, We've got wonderful people um, who've been trained and working in this field for 47 years. They, uh, they look at our kids and they design a program specifically for them, um, for therapy and nutrition and just wonderful, wonderful things. And my kids have been doing well on this program. So we are going to um, take another whack at it and we're starting up here um, right before the holidays, which probably seems like a very busy time to do it. Um, but I've just learned that there's no perfect or ideal time. So now is the time. So we are doing it now. <laughs> but uh, as a result, I got this podcast out late. But today I want to talk a little bit about um, the benefits um, of having children with special needs and specifically the benefit that um, your neurotypical children get from being the sibling of a child with special needs. And I really just want to share with you an experience that I had today that really spoke to this idea. Because I think it's easy at this time of year to start to feel like this this is hard. We don't get to experience other things that other families do um, because we can't do typical things that other families do. And it can feel isolating and it can feel sad. And when you go to shop for those Christmas gifts and you're not like buying age appropriate gifts because your child's development isn't there, sometimes that can be sad and that can be heavy. And um, amid all of those things though, there are wonderful things that are happening if we're willing to see them. And one of them is the character development that our other children, our typical developing children have from being siblings of special needs kids. So what happened tonight was that my oldest son and I, we were out getting groceries. We order our groceries from the store and then we just go pick it up. And so uh, we were a little behind on getting things ordered. So my husband wrote up the list and planned the meals and sent in the order. And then um, later tonight, my son and I went and picked it up. So we go to the store and we are uh, picked up the groceries, but then we actually have to go in because we need to pick up some things. And so we went in and as we were walking around in the store and talking, he started to talk about how cool it would be when um, he and his sister went to college together and he just started kind of reminiscing like, what will it be like when we're older? And so we went there together and we just kind of walked around the store and talked about this, like where, where would he live? And it was interesting to get into his mind because for him, one of his big desires is to help his siblings develop and grow so that he can connect with them better and more deeply. And he wants to continue to be with them when they're older. Um, 
And so he's like, yeah, when we get older, we're going to, we're going to get a house and Elizabeth and I will pay for it. And Jacob will live with us there until he's old enough to help us pay for it. And we'll just all keep living together as adults. And it's going to be so awesome. And because, because mom, all I want to do is I just want to be with them. I think it'll be so fun to be with my brother and sister when we're all older and to hang out and just do fun stuff. And, um, gosh, not only did that like melt my mama heart, but it just spoke to me of the compassion that has developed in his little heart and the longing to connect and the initiative that he wants to take to connect with his siblings. Um, and so we really just kind of kept reminiscing in these, in these ideas and talking about, you know, possibilities for the future. And he understands that we really don't know what the future holds. Perhaps this is something that may not be able to happen. But man, is it fun to really think about what's possible. Um, because a lot of people are helping their children heal from brain injuries, from special needs, and from a lot of different things, and have been for several decades now. And so as a family, we like to reminisce about what's possible and work towards those things, knowing that another full possibility is that they might live at home with mom and dad for the rest of their lives. But that's not what we work for necessarily. We can prepare for that. It's like preparing for the rainy day, but um, looking forward to a sunny day and, and putting time and effort into that as well, if that makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense. So it's interesting because on the drive home, you know, we, we finished chatting and then we checked out and got in the, the van and, and started going home. And he just wanted to keep talking about, about his siblings and as we engaged in this conversation, it turned from what will it be like when we can be together at, when we're older to it's kind of hard to be the sibling of a child with special needs. And for me, I was mostly just listening to him as he processed this out loud. And he just kept saying, you know, it's just so, so different. Um, I wonder what it would be like if if we went home right now and Elizabeth could talk because she's currently, um, I guess nonverbal, not completely, but not speaking intelligible language. And he was just like, my life would be so different if my children, if my, um, siblings didn't have special needs. And, um, so he also kind of went there and reminisced about what that would be like to have siblings that had special needs and talked about all the reasons why he felt it would be better to, to have you know, Elizabeth and Jacob be normal. And then as I kept listening, he kind of shifted over and was like, but you know what, mom, I don't think that I would like kiss Elizabeth on the head if she didn't have special needs. And I was like, really, why is that? He's like, I don't, I don't quite know, but but I think that – I just think that I wouldn't – I wouldn't try to show her that I love her through a kiss on her head. I don't know, Mom, just because I don't think that would make sense. <laughs> and 
And so he went from, wow, this is really hard to, I'm, I am really grateful that I get to show my siblings that I love them through a hug and a kiss because my friends don't do that. Or I'm really grateful that I get to help take care of my siblings and that I get to help them grow and develop because a lot of my friends don't do that. And they don't like to, um, they don't love their siblings the way I do was a little bit of that narrative. Now, obviously, we don't know that that's the case, right? Like siblings love each other. But for Michael, he's, he's developed this different kind of a of an idea about what it means to be a brother and that he makes a concerted effort to be a good brother and to to help support his siblings and um so we're almost home and um michael decides you know what mom i think i really want to ask god now we are god believing people and praying people um and so he was like i think i want to ask god like what i can do to help elizabeth and jacob and help them grow and develop and this really um, hit home for me because I know that that's not something I was thinking about my siblings growing up. You know, it's not, I wasn't thinking about praying for them. I wasn't thinking about asking what I can do to to help them. And I don't necessarily think that this idea um, – came solely because we talk about God and we teach prayer. Um, You know, I think that there is a level of understanding and a level of compassion that develops in children that grow up with siblings, um, that grow up with siblings that have special needs. And it is manifesting in my son in these moments. Now, this is a moment, right? This is not like how he is every day and what he does every day. And that he's always thinking about this and praying for them. Like they, they fight, they argue, they pick on each other. They have hard moments. It's like all of those things, um, in conjunction with this developing compassion and heart and, and gratitude for his siblings and an expression of what is hard about it. And, um, so we did, we, we sat there and he said a little prayer and I said a little prayer and, um, sat there for a minute and just thought and waited. And then we shared our thoughts with each other and we shared what we felt we both wanted to do to help support them. And it was not only sweet to see that, expression of love and concern from a brother to his siblings, but a really great moment that him and I shared in conjunction with this, um, this shared motive, this shared, um, I don't know if I'd call it a goal necessarily, but an orientation that we have in our lives that we share together. And I was super, proud and humbled at the same time to be able to experience this with him. And he's just 10, you know? And so it's a, it's a rare moment. I make sure I want to put, 
put that out there. This isn't like what happens every day. But even these rare moments and seemingly simple moments can be very significant and life-changing for our kids. Um, And so I want to offer that to you as you might. When you come upon those moments where you think about how your neurotypical child or, um, might be lonely or feeling like it's, they, they don't get to really experience what it's like to have normal sibling experiences or, or anything like that. I want you to pause, at least I'm offering to you to take a minute and pause and just think about, yeah, they are missing out on some things, but what are they gaining because any experience we have in life isn't solely a loss. Um, things that we lose, it's like the idea that when a door closes, another one opens. Like every end is a new beginning as well. And what is that beginning and what is it offering and, and what is it developing? And um, And that the basic things that we hope for our kids, love, connection, compassion, fun and play are all still things that they can experience with their siblings that have special needs. It will look different, but it will still have the core elements of what we desire in our families for our kids and as humans. So I just want to offer that to you to keep in your mind for this holiday season and keeping in mind what being together during the holidays is really about and what you get to experience that other families don't. Um, what are they all missing out on, right? Because um, it is something very special and very unique. All right. Have a good week, y'all. Until next time, take care.